Listeners, welcome back. You're listening to Chewing the Scenery Horror Movie Podcast. This here is a podcast where we friends get together and talk about a horror movie, which we will spoil. But first, we talk about Recently Watched, which we pretty much don't spoil. We're trying not to. We're not professional critics. No, no, no. Uh, you'll, you'll see. Just keep listening. We thank the Moonrays for giving us that intro creature features at the top of the show. You can uh, find them on Apple Music. Did I say something funny? <laughs> no, not at all. Never. You could find them on Apple Music or Amazon where you can buy their music digitally or say hello to them on Facebook where they are, the moon dash rays. And like I said, not professional critics, we're just your hosts. I'm Richard. I'm here with Ziggy. Hi. Jolian. This is the BBC. And Will. <laughs> Good morning. Uh, Albuquerque Broadcasting? <laughs> no, you wouldn't want that. No, you never lived in Albuquerque. You lived way, way south. Yeah, I didn't live in Albuquerque. No, hell no. You lived in uh, Las Cruces. Yeah. Deming. Deming, yeah. Same thing, right? No, not really. (laughs) Geographically, not the exact same spot on the globe? No. Uh, Which one's the bigger town? Las Cruces. Okay. Does that mean the crosses? Yes. Are there some big crosses there? Uh, Yes, when they... uh, Showed up sometime in the eight, 1830s, 1820s, I don't remember. At some point, some group went through there and they found uh, crosses. Were they from the conquistadors? Uh, I don't know who they were from. They never figured that out. Hmm. But somebody had been buried there. They crucified the Power Rangers before the show started to kind of decline? Yeah, exactly, right before the Christmas episode. Yeah, you you always have that, right? That's the uh, that's the mark of the show's downturn. To uh, oh yeah, yeah, you you know you're in the last ten episodes when they get crucified. Yeah, for Christmas. I'm very confused. Yeah, you you, you're Japanese superhero. I checked out for a second because the dogs were trying to get in, and when I came back, I have no idea what we're talking about. Smile yeah. yeah, we had to leave the door open so the dogs could come and go. There'd be a lot less scratching. You ought to pay attention because we're I always know, saying I'm really sorry. funny and intelligent, know, well-researched things. Well-researched, yes. <laughs> Pretty much. Speaking of which, how about uh, recently watched? Who wants to start it off? Not me. No? No. I think you have to now. Oh, come on now. That's peer pressure. Uh, I could do it, but... Are you go sure? for it. Okay. Well, as you all noticed coming in here that... Uh, we very recently had started doing some home renovations. So in the last week, I have pretty much only watched Red Notice. Are you familiar with this one? Mm-hmm. Okay. So we've got The Rock Johnson, Gal Gadot, and Ryan Reynolds. 
It's uh, like a sort of a spy thriller intrigue double cross thing. And you're never sure who's doing what. And it all centers around trying to find this Egyptian egg, I guess, to complete the set. Some uh, really, really rich person wants all three of these Cleopatra's eggs in one place. And they're trying to get the last one. And you're not sure who's on the level and actually a cop or not a cop and who's a bad guy or who's the secretly a different bad guy so um very funny movie got all the action stuff and all the funny stuff and it also kind of gets it keeps your interest and i don't want to say much more than that but uh i recommend it usually i don't go for the mainstream stuff but once in a while i do and this is one of them so uh in the last week that plus a little bit of television not much and uh that's my recently watched who wants to go next ziggy ziggy All you, right. you had a little time off you didn't have to record the last couple times yes. with us did i watch more stuff no what did you do um, you watched dune i did watch dune so i was visiting my grandmother up in california that's why i couldn't be on one of the shows um yeah and we went to see dune she has a crush on timothy chalamet so she was really excited to see it. Um, I thought it was good. Mm-hmm. Question mark. Did it make sense? Um, or was it a lot of, I'm supposed to know this world, but I don't? On a surface level, you can follow the plot, but there's a lot of things that they say or that you're just like supposed to know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I liked it enough that I bought the book pretty immediately. <laughs> Um, mostly because I just want to understand the things that I didn't understand in the movie. And also because of your delayed flight. Yes, because of my delayed flight. Figured might as well. Um, yeah. That I saw. And I think the only horror movie that I've seen recently is The Purge. And I haven't even finished it. I'm like three-fourths of the way through. Um, the first I've, one? Yeah. But I've always wanted to see him whenever the trailers would come out on you know, TV or YouTube ads or whatever. I was like, oh, this is going to be awesome. And then I never saw any of them. Mostly because when, like, the first couple came out, I was too young or not interested in horror yet. Um, and I was so excited when I started watching the first one, and it was Ethan Hawke. And um, I forget who the wife is, but she's in Game of Thrones. And I love her. Um, so, yeah, I'm planning on watching the rest of those pretty soon. And I think that's it for me, honestly. Wow. I know, just like the one three fourths of a movie. Hmm. <laughs> the purr. The purr. It's <laughs> <laughs> about a bunch of cats. Yeah. Kicking everyone's ass. Mm-hmm. Without any repercussions on one night out of the year. <laughs> so, Jolene, you want to go next? Uh, okay. Um, still watching the sumo, the November tournament, and uh, a couple of Japanese superhero series. So we're now on to Ultraman 80 and um, Inazuman Flash. Um, Inazuman Flash has so far had just had one decapitation. Um, Slackers. Yeah, <laughs> but it, the the bad guys are super brutal. Like um, I think three episodes in, um, they don't like their new neighbors. Uh, they've got this underground factory they've worked so hard on and then some fools have built a new town over the surface so they um you know to remain inconspicuous and everything 
they blow up the entire new town and then everyone who survives that is running down the roads away from the city and the, the bad guys come out and machine gun them and then just to make sure there's no survivors of that they go around spearing all the corpses wow so this is like a good five minutes or so of opening of a children's show <laughs> yeah sounds about right wow but uh, yeah, that was, that was quite fun. Is the one with the crucifixions also a kids show? They all have crucifixions. Okay, yeah, that's that's how you know you're into the last ten episodes because they start getting crucified. That's how you know you're in a children's show. Yeah. What do you think Fred Rogers would have said about this? Well, <laughs> children, that? Uh, Mr. Rogers. Oh, okay. Uh, he would have probably said something like, "Well, children, uh, crucifixion is." Is, is something that adults do. <laughs> if they really <laughs> don't love each other. <laughs> King Friday had Daniel Tiger crucified. <laughs> It'll teach Axe the Owl. <laughs> He's a tyrant, King Friday. <laughs> King Friday's a tyrant. Lady Elaine's head rolled. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine the paper mache guillotine? <laughs> Uh, and last weekend I did a presentation on yokai at the um, oh, how'd that go? Jewish Community Center. I thought it was terrible, but people came up afterwards and said oh, that was really interesting. And oh. Learned a lot. But so you are your own worst critic? I am. Okay, fair. I was really nervous, though, because it was like I'm used to giving, um, you know, conventions and things. You're just like on the same level with people and you can just go and see them before the talk. And Yeah. Um, but but this one, you're in this huge, brightly lit room, and you're on the stage, and there's just a mic stand, and that's it. And oh. then they project the images uh, above your head on the wall of what you're talking about. Yeah, like so the video of you. <laughs> no, like just just the artwork. <laughs> okay. I had I feel the, like the people in the back. I had this like slideshow of yokai, um, you know, which are Japanese entities yeah apparitions because you had done the artwork for the set and did yeah. all the research yeah and um so it was like hard to see them because it was so brightly lit and then the guy and i thought i'd have a lectern or something so i could put my papers on and then i'd be able to operate a laptop with a slideshow so i'd I could match up with what I was saying, but there was this guy over the other side of the room who was doing it, and i was supposed oh, to like no. point at him for every pitch and he kept going too fast oh jeez oh but but people liked it, so yeah. I think it turned out all right. You got positive yeah. feedback. That's good. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So, uh, but apart from that being pretty busy, so the yokai set came out middle of October, and the Jean Roland film set should come out about now. Oh, cool! And then I'll be working on the next uh, Shaw Brothers set. Oh, nice! Oh, cool! Uh, and then the first one should come out around the end of this year. That's going to be great. And also, um, the Aliens art book comes out uh, oh, yeah. December 28th. So I've got one piece in there. Oh, but, that's uh, great. Yeah, there's like a whole bunch of artists doing work for that. Oh, man. That's something to look forward to. So um, is that it for Recently Watched? Yep. Oh, Will, how about you? <clears throat> well, it's been a couple of weeks, so I watched four things. <laughs> uh, I watched a movie called Cooties. Cooties. Oh, yes. Cooties. Uh, Twenty fourteen. Yeah. Uh, Elijah Wood and Rain Wilson. 
Yeah, I heard teachers. The, is the intro really <laughs> stomach turning, like people say? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's the worst part. Yeah. Okay. Uh, if you just watch the opening, that's pretty gross. So it's like this, it so it's like our that. podcast. Yes, exactly. So skip forward ten minutes. Skip forward. Keep <laughs> skipping. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Have you seen that one? Mm. Heard of it though. I was hoping it would be funny. Um, I think you could watch it with like uh, Shaun of the Dead and make a comparison of like Shaun of the Dead. Most of the jokes land. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. premise works. This, the premise is okay, but the jokes just none of them land. And they're at the end. I'm, I'm not giving anything away. You know, Rain Wilson plays this kind of former jock uh, PE teacher. <laughs> He's a real meathead. He has like two two lines at the end that, you know, the, whatever the badass quippy says before he throws the grenade or, you know. Um, it's like they couldn't settle on which one was better, so they just had him do both of them. <laughs> oh, nice. And it's like, this is so lazy. All the jokes are that way. Like, are they ad-libbing or who wrote this? It's just, I mean... Elijah Wood plays a guy who's an author who's trying to write a book about a killer boat. <laughs> and they go, oh, like Christine. Except that was boat. funny because we had just watched Christine. Um, yeah. And he's like, no, it's not like that at all. That's kind of the humor in this. Okay. So I'd give it a pass. Uh, I watched Squid Game. How, how did you like it? Um... I liked it. I thought the end was kind of... Uh, um, At least it wasn't angling toward a sequel, right? Or was it? Oh, it's totally angling towards a sequel. Yeah? Yeah. You don't really feel like they put a bow on it? No. You think they're really going to come back and have that guy be the front man or whatever? Yeah. Oh, spoilers. Shit. Spoilers. Sorry, people. <laughs> that guy. Yeah. yeah. When that guy, when you see that guy, you're going to know what happens with him. Um, I found that its premise was interesting, but it didn't really um, deliver on any sort of message about it. It was like, what the hell is that? It's the pressure cooker. The instant pot. Excuse me. Uh, should we? How long we is this going to be out. going? Also, oh, if we're just going to cut it out, I remembered something, so come back to me. Okay, we'll come back to you. Thank you. I need like a buzzer or something. <clears throat> How about one of those hotel bells? But ding! Mm, yeah. I'm not cutting any of this shit out. Oh shit! <laughs> he doesn't <laughs> add it. I know. <laughs> no that's, editing. That's, that's not an instant pot. That's a python. Oh. <laughs> the, py- the room is Anaconda. filling with water. Quick. Dave, two of the snakes are out. <laughs> <laughs> I told you guys about that, right? No. Oh, at the old house before I got a security door on the back door of the house. So here's the thing that the burglars do, and I'm sorry to sidetrack. <laughs> burglars, <What? laughs> burglars will see that you have a security door on your front door, the metal cage door, and uh, sometimes they'll go and hop, you know, like hop up and look over the fence and see if you have one on the back door of the house. If you don't. They just climb the fence and kick your back door in. So if I was uh, knowing that we were going to be gone for a good number of hours, I would put a post-it note on the back door that said, Dave, two of the snakes are out. You know what to do. (laughs) (laughs) 
That's pretty good. It brings to mind questions like, okay, two out of how many snakes? Uh-huh. Two of them. Who is this Dave? What kind of snakes? And is Dave going to come up right behind me when I'm trying to kick this door in? Mm-hmm. Is Dave a big dude? Does he have a gun? He can handle. He's got two snakes at least. <laughs> Maybe he's got one of those snake handling sticks that's kind of bent in the like end. The sound of Dave. He yeah, seems like he a, sounds like a real sketchy guy. I, I think he sounds like a stand-up dude. He comes over and handles your. <laughs> <laughs> What's he going to do about the chihuahuas? <laughs> Those are the snakes. You put them in little costumes. Dave, two of the chihuahuas are out. <laughs> two of the chihuahuas are out. You know what to do. Oh my god. Has he got a gun? <laughs> okay, where were we? So Squid Game. Um, <laughs> that one guy. That one guy who, who does the thing. Yeah. Um, I think he's coming back. I think the other guy that did the thing, too, mm-hmm. he's also coming back. All right. Um, no, I thought it was a... It's a real man of mystery over here. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was an interesting premise, but I didn't think they really delivered any sort of message. Right. Um, and people, don't you dare compare this to, to the Hunger Games, because that's a ripoff of Battle Royale in the first place. Which isn't this? Which isn't this at all. Oh, I thought this was a ripoff of Battle Royale. No, this is a ripoff. <laughs> no, I don't know. I watched uh, a show, a Japanese show called Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, that, that was, was really uh, good. I think better than this one. Um, I think that one um, stuck with the premise. It didn't have any interest in delivering any sort of, I don't know, ham-fisted message about capitalism. Mm-hmm. Um I thought the characters were a little more compelling and the, and the premise itself. I thought this was a little predictable in a way. Did you watch the platform? It was a Spanish I movie. I didn't watch the platform, okay. but I'm, I'm aware of it. I know. From what I understand of Squid Game is I haven't seen it. Um, I can, like in my brain, it connects to the platform. And what I've I can heard see is that. that the platform does the message thing way better. Um, but also, they're different mediums and different everything. So. Yeah, I have to check it out. I thought it was really well acted, and I really liked the characters in Squid Games. Um, you know, um, I give it a go. Apparently, if you <laughs> you'd give it a go. Yeah, go ahead yeah. and watch it if you got nothing else to do. Oh, I thought you meant the games themselves. Oh I was yeah, like, okay, totally. Go for it. <laughs> what, what have you got to Sign lose? Up. <laughs> well. Uh, I'm not going to say it because it spoils too much. But there's one game where you're like, hmm, why don't they just walk across the beams that are holding the plates of glass up? Because the guys will shoot you. I suppose, but were there anybody in there with guns? I kind of feel like the guys in the jumpsuits are always right there. Maybe. They didn't seem to be. Well, yeah, they're probably like any other workers. You know, they, If they can slack off, they will. Yeah. No, I asked somebody who is a, um, a first-generation American of Korean descent. Uh, I said, this, I promise you, is not a Korean-centric question, but did you watch Squid Game? And he said, yes, he did. And uh, I said, what did you think? And he gave me his opinions on what he thought of it. But he said, you know, it, some, some of the meaning of it doesn't translate unless you're more familiar with the culture of South Korea. So he said that there's a lot of, quote-unquote, keeping up with the Joneses. 
or, mm-hmm. or keeping up with the parks. I didn't. I like, didn't think that was. I didn't think there was anything in there that I didn't get. Yeah, it, it's well, pretty simple. It, well, yes, as it, it seems, but uh, I, I guess that's really what drives it is that this is new to their culture. This this sort of uh, this. Main- I don't think that mattered. <laughs> Um, it didn't matter to me watching I think it. it was just one more you know oh it comes across as at first like oh isn't capitalism terrible we can argue that um, but uh, then it kind of warps into aren't poor people awful for wanting money yeah. like motherfucker you set that up and now you can't you know yeah look down on these people because they're doing this but that's totally what they do so who's everybody's awful i guess aren't people with with problems jerks (laughs) yeah (laughs) Uh, yeah um i also felt like the uh i don't know i thought the games in uh alice in wonderland were uh a little more game-like, okay. a little more puzzle-like, I guess, which I thought was interesting that they had to figure out how to do something, even if it was just, you know, somebody was riding around in a mask shooting a gun at people, and they have to find a certain room in an apartment building. I th- there was a little more chance to it than, than they gave you in Squid Game. Yeah, because Squid Game is kind of more of a pass-fail. Yeah. Either you got it and you lived, or you didn't get it and they shot you. You know, <laughs> whereas there's people in Alice in Wonderland who figure out how to cheat the games. Oh, see. And, you know, they can do things like that. and That adds a layer that's yeah, more interesting. I always like, you know, the baseball analogy. If it's not against the rules in baseball, you can do it. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's cool. You know, I think that's how games should go. Sort of. yeah. You can cheat. <laughs> Yeah. You're smart enough to cheat it. Yeah. Um, You're James T. Kirk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> then I watched Dune. Oh, okay. As Ziggy said, <laughs> um, I'm not sure you would really know what's going on uh, going into this cult. Right. <laughs> Having read Dune, um, I you know you know the backstory, so you see some character, and you're like, ooh, that's a Mendad. Because you're a nerd. (laughs) You know, and so I really, I I enjoyed it a lot. I wish I could have seen it on the big screen because it is pretty spectacular looking. Yeah, the scope Uh, is supposed to be massive. It was really cool. There was one issue where like the whole movie is this like tan brown color and then there's like two scenes where it's bright white. And so everybody in the theater when we were all watching was like, oh my God, it was horrible. Oh my God, I'm blind. (laughs) It's like two scenes. We're like, stop doing that. (laughs) Uh, But um, yeah, I really liked it and uh, I look forward to the second part. It didn't feel like two and a half hours long. It did. It did to you? It did. It did? Okay. Yeah, there's like a part in the middle where it's just like five minutes of shots of like dunes. And mm-hmm. it's like, oh man, strap in. We've still got like 45 minutes to go. <laughs> but I also didn't really know what was going on. 
Yeah, um, see. No, like, like surface level, there's stuff you can, you know, oh, follow start yeah. to finish, and it's like, oh, a nice little story with a part two coming, question mark? But then they have conversations that last, like, ten minutes, and when you don't know what's going on, you're just sitting there. Yeah, it's like yeah. having your parents talk in the other room, like, I don't know, I don't know, man, but I'm yeah. hearing it. Yeah, yeah, talk, I can totally about see mortgages. that. mortgages. <laughs> they're talking about Technical spice. Terms. Yeah. <laughs> and the emperor. <laughs> Might as well be mortgages. Yeah. And so. they had a lot of moments where they'd say things and then, like, pause for dramatic effect. And when you don't know what they're talking about or, like, you haven't read the book so you don't have the background, it's like, that's significant. Yeah, it's yeah. It's like, ooh, drama. It's, Yummy. And that's all. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, uh, you know, I wondered after watching uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, if you didn't know who Charles Manson was would this movie make any sense okay. to you? Don't come for me. I saw this movie in theaters with my grandma as well, and I had no idea what it was about, and I got out of the movie, and then she was telling me why she liked it and related to it, and I was like, oh, shit, that's a real thing. Yeah. Like, I knew the names, and I knew the events, but I didn't connect them, and I freaking loved that movie, even All without right, knowing. So, yeah. so that one, like, the dots definitely, it got better once I woke up and understood but yeah i can see that yeah yeah but that one especially like again on surface but this, it makes a lot of yeah, sense yeah this is like wow i have no idea what's yeah, going on no no sense yeah. you just have to like strap in and be like i'm gonna enjoy this yeah uh and then we started watching uh midnight mass midnight this is mike flanagan's <clears throat> latest series oh um you're not mad at him from uh Doctor Sleep. Doctor Sleep. Still, oh. I decided that I hate the story, but his direction was all right in it. I okay. think about that movie an unfair amount. There's one scene in that movie that drives me absolutely crazy, and every time I think about writing something, and then I'm like, maybe this is a bad scene I just wrote. I think about that scene, and then I'm like, okay. Which scene? It's the one where they kill that boy mm. in the meadow, and it's so long and drawn out for no reason. It's just so viscerally uncomfortable and meh. Yeah. And it's, it, uh, it, yeah, I hate it. I think about it all the time. I just think about the stupid, stupid Hattie the Hat character and that yeah. somebody wrote that. I, a she's person. like that in the book, so. Hattie McHatfield is the same way in the book? Yeah. And, uh. yeah, she's just. What if she was like that James Bond villain that takes the hat off and throws it? <laughs> Odd job. <laughs> decapitates people. It would have been cooler. <laughs> She's okay. just kind of mean, and in the book, she's also gay. Oh my god, mystery. There's like a whole part where he talks about how like guys don't know how to respond to her because she likes women, and it's like, hey, that's not really how it works. People oh, are Stephen just King. gay. Why? I don't think he's ever met a lesbian. Why? Or a black person. No, never. <laughs> or a child. Or a child. <laughs> or a ghost. Oh, wait a second. <laughs> or a killer clown. <laughs> or They're a car, not like that at all. Not a car. No. Oh. <laughs> a haunted lamp? <laughs> he has experienced that, so write what you know. And he, was, he was on a killer boat once, and he was inspired to write a story about About a killer car. Yeah. Yeah. He had to change it so they wouldn't sue him right. for, you know, stealing their story. <laughs> um, no, Midnight Mass is excellent. Okay. Um, Good. We're about halfway through. It's slow. Um, there's a lot of monologues. People, uh, I've read complaints. I don't know what the fuck they want. Um, <laughs> that's how you learn character. Short sentences. In movies. Five words same, or less. Same problem with Hamlet. Yeah. It was going on and on. Talking and talking. Yeah. Action, action, come on. Shakespeare was a hack. <laughs> 
learning <laughs> character motivations through dialogue. King the whole time. <laughs> um, but uh, I recommend it highly. Good. I hope it sticks to landing, unlike Haunting of Hill House, which I felt kind of messed it up at the end there. Hmm, Hill House or Bly Manor? Because I didn't. I couldn't get into Bly Manor. I could not get you into. You have to Bly get past Manor. like the first two episodes. It's so good at the end when all of it comes together. It's like your brain right. will explode. I'll check it out again. But yeah, I really liked Hill House till the end, and then yeah. I, I felt that you know what they did with the character was kind of really, really. That's <laughs> what you're going with. She killed a child, and we're all right with that. I often wonder about that. You know, sometimes we excuse our main characters to just do as they wish. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was the issue with The Walking Dead, among other things. Oh, yeah. Like, all of our main characters just started doing things that didn't make any sense. And we were like, okay, I guess, because they're our main characters. And then it happened for two seasons, and everybody was like, no more. (laughs) (laughs) I will not stand for this. Yeah. Took two seasons for some people, huh? And the last season of Game of Thrones. Um, yeah. Oh, I've heard <laughs> bad things about that. It's yeah. a controversial opinion, but no, it was bad. <laughs> so we watched Aliens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are are any of us going to put emphasis on it all like like we're Cajun to differentiate between the two? Alien, aliens, aliens. <laughs> Can you talk like that for the rest of the show? I could, but it would be terrible. <laughs> so. This movie, uh, 1986, science fiction film, written and directed by James Cameron. So they said, you know, Ridley Scott, get out of here. We got to bring in someone who knows what they're doing. What? (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) Okay, can someone remind me how the first Alien movie ends? Because I've seen Alien, but the problem is I saw it a while ago, and I keep confusing it with Jason X. (laughs) (laughs) And I know that Alien is good, because I watched it and I loved it. I think I watched it twice, but I cannot for the life of me remember... And differentiate between it and things that happen in Jason X. <laughs> I am the only person in here, maybe other than you, that likes Jason X. It was it was hilarious, <clears throat> but I keep getting confused because a lot of the elements are the same. Like, Jason X is a spoof of Alien, and I just, I can't separate them in my head. Like, I started watching well, Aliens. Well, the xenomorph, well, he lands on the planet and there's people in sleeping bags. Yeah. In Jason X, he's just the main girl in Alien. And then, <laughs> and then there's there's like other creatures. I can't remember. I know that one person like falls on a giant screw, and they're like that's screwed up or something. Didn't we talk about how a simple tennis ball would have prevented that yes. whole death? <laughs> no, but I keep. I just I can't remember the the, <clears throat> the details of Alien, especially how it ends, which is important for this one. So if somebody well, wants to fill me in, Ripley. Uh, gets to the escape pod and launches the escape ship. She and the cat. Yes, that's and how then, the cat uh, was there. She's a, uh, you know, oh boy, it's all over. And then the creature comes out of the wall, mm-hmm. and she gets into the spacesuit because it mm-hmm. appears to be injured. It's not moving very fast, and then she shoots it with some harpoon and. Knocks it out the air duct and then burns it up with the okay. jets. So it does die. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And then she goes to sleep for fifty-seven years. Fifty-one. 
Okay, and they pick her up and... Uh, no, I thought it was 51. I'm Damn pretty it. sure it's 57. I'm just going to cry. <laughs> it was probably a French person wrote this, you know, the the seven... Oh, like a line? <laughs> to be fair, I was no, doing multiple things while I watched this movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. Um, so 57 years. So, yeah, when we start this off, it's where the last movie ended. So, like, Halloween into Halloween 2. Sort of. Yeah. Yeah. Except for you don't have anybody like Donald Pleasance in this one. No. Which would be great. (laughs) (laughs) What role would he have played? I would like him as bishop. Oh, okay. I think think he would make a really good bishop. That'd be too close to the... To Alien? Well, I guess it would. So, yeah, this one picks up where the other one left off. Uh, we, we thaw uh, Ripley. Ripley, yeah. And uh, we have, um, was it um, was it Paul Rudd? Reiser. No. Paul Reiser. Paul Reiser. <laughs> Paul Rudd is in Halloween 5. <laughs> he was just an Ant-Man no. all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> so what was the other one I was talking about? <laughs> Uh, Steve Gutenberg. Steve Gutenberg. <laughs> it was Steve Gutenberg. <laughs> I think they're all three related. <laughs> so yeah, we've got, we've okay. So he's obviously the uh, the company jerk that's uh, uh-huh. trying to. Is he the whiny one, or the the Weasley one? Oh, okay. I thought yeah. he was the whiny one. I wanted so that guy I, to die so fast, and he didn't. I saw. Wait a minute, Bill Paxton. There's this soap comedy series called Mad About You. Yes, mm-hmm. and there's this guy in it, and. I thought, I hate this guy. And it took me a while to realize, oh, I hate him because he was this awful guy in <laughs> Aliens. I've forgotten that he was the same actor. It's yeah. like, you don't know where it's coming from, and it feels irrational, Yeah, but it feels strong. <laughs> yeah, I could see that totally. It's like, get away from Helen Hunt. You're going to do something bad to her. <laughs> <laughs> so when was the first time you saw this, Will? when it came out on video yeah so 86 87 i don't know when it came out on video yeah it probably would have been 87 or 88 that it came out usually a year and a half to two years later yeah would end up on video and this was during your heyday of having your friend whose folks owned the video rental place yeah but i had a copy of this on my own oh man we watched aliens all the time so you knew this thing beat by beat over two so hours. So much so that I didn't have to rewatch it. <laughs> <laughs> this is something where you could be like, yeah, the frost kind of looks like glitter when they're getting uh-huh, ready. Yeah. yeah. This one scene where the acid's eating through the armor. You know, you, you know all these things. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. They uh, don't believe Ripley. She tells them about the alien, but they send her and a group of space marines back to... The colony, once they lose contact with the colony. Yeah, there's a conference room full of jerks. Yeah. Isn't this basically the plot of Jurassic Park 2 also? Um, have you all seen Jurassic yeah, they Park 2? Yeah, there's a kid. And they, they go because there was an expedition and they aren't responding and they go and then they mm-hmm. get they send dinosaurs. A, they send a landing team in. Yeah, There's a lot of <clears throat> movies that's... Yeah, uh, yeah it's interesting to Huge watch influence. movies and then to watch like the alien movies and be like, oh, this is where that came from. Yeah. I believe so. Yeah. Um, yeah, there were a lot of moments like that where I was like, I've seen this before, but it was done here first or earlier. Carnosaur 2 rips off aliens. Mm-hmm. Totally. <laughs> it's completely. Except Newt's a boy. 
Right. <laughs> oh, Newt's brother in this, by the way, was her actual brother. Oh, yeah. was it? Yeah. I, I noticed that when I was looking at the cast. It's like, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, he, he came in to help her with the readings, <clears throat> and they they just cast him. <laughs> it's like, rub some dirt on this kid's face. Get him in here. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't they cut all those scenes? <laughs> right. It's like, don't give him any lines. He doesn't seem to know how to act. So I thought that was only in the special. I there's, didn't there's see the, the brother. There's the theatrical one, and there's the 90s cut, which yeah. he's in. In the version that yeah, I saw, the, the brother cut. wasn't there. Oh, okay. We saw no brother. He's yeah, already he, dead. It, yeah, and the... The uh, the recut one, they um, you see the the uh, settlers drive up and discovering ah. the relic ship, and then the uh, the children stay in the vehicle and the parents go into the ship. No, I either wasn't paying attention or that was not in the version. I no, watched. that probably wasn't in the version you watched. Okay. Yeah, it's quite a long scene. Yeah. Okay. And it's I don't know, kind of disrupts the action there. I think. Yeah, I remember a bit. wondering about the backstory, though, because they, like, imply a lot of, like, what's happened in the last 57 years, um, but they don't show any of it, so I was wondering about that, but it must have just been the version I watched. Yeah, they, uh, they that's only edition, I think, really, that little scene, and there's well, a they, scene they where they... More, uh, more Ripley's uh, family, like, she's had a kid. Yeah, they show her daughter, I was wondering right. about that. So they, they set her up in aliens. In in the first one, she was like, she's pretty much androgynous because they wrote Ripley as a man and then cast her. She's so yeah. hot. I love her. Oh my god. And then in, <laughs> she's in, so in aliens, hot. she's definitely, she's now a mother. Yes. And so, I mean, this this is this is the mid eighties. You know, eighties at its height. Yeah. She's like a single mother, so she's punished for that. She's lost her kid, so she has to go and redeem herself. Go back to the planet and face the evil mother mm-hmm. you know i didn't know any of that going in and i kind of liked it how i saw it because it seemed like she was kind of wasn't immediately like trying to like help the kid i mean she was but that's something that i think like i don't know people talk about the like maternal response in women mm-hmm. but she went to like help the kid but was still very like mission oriented and then like slowly became like the sole protector of this child and i really liked that like progression and then you know the other mother thing at the end was interesting but yeah yeah, going in i didn't know any of that and i kind of liked how her character reacted to the kid knowing that she had a kid and lost a kid is a little predictable i guess but that's you said you know 80s trope so makes sense and some of those tropes have stuck you Mm -hmm. know but uh so it did feel to you like it was um the uh, maternal instinct um, I guess driving I, driving the um, the actions and yeah how how uh, she I initially honestly I just thought that she was like oh my god a survivor because that's like she lost everybody in the first movie yeah right so that's what I thought it was and then when she developed a relationship with the kid and like wouldn't let her go I was like oh that's nice um, but if you look at it from like a motherhood standpoint like totally that tracks too. Um, but yeah, I definitely like, especially with how she reacted to like other crewmates and the android character, I was like, oh, there's like a person that survived whatever happened here. And she was also the only survivor. So for it just to be a little girl oh. is like, oh, you know, right? like that's a gut punch. And of course she'd be like, hey, you good? How are you? You know, mm-hmm. um, you went through the same thing. Right. And like, that would yeah. be my response, even if it wasn't you know a little girl yeah like that would just be how i'd like you know 
um, because she goes in there thinking that everybody's dead. I think everybody else is like, maybe they're just offline. Who knows? You know, because yeah. they don't know what she's been through. Mm-hmm. But she's going in expecting everybody to be dead and this to be just like some kind of alien trap, you know? Right. So for this kid to be alive? Yeah. I don't know. I thought that was like really significant. So I liked how their relationship progressed. Was this your first time watching this? Yeah. It was. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I've seen Alien a couple times, but a while ago. Right. But yeah, this was my first time watching this one. Cool. Excellent. Mm-hmm. And it was Bill Paxton's character you didn't like, wasn't it? The, like, jog <laughs> one who was really whiny, and it did the same voice for the whole movie. Game over, man. Oh, my God. That guy? <laughs> okay, it's so interesting to me how <laughs> dialect and, like, word choice doesn't change in the future in all of these movies. Oh, yeah. Like... Especially ending every sentence with man shut the fuck up get out of here you're thinking of jason x yeah with the <clears throat> daddy kink living in space <laughs> yeah oh that's good times but, yeah he was like you got this this squad of marines and all their dialogue straight out of vietnam oh yeah slang because no one knew how to write anything else in 86 well yeah and he was he was he was writing vietnam movies at the time wasn't he because he, he yeah. did the f- early drafts of rambo Oh yeah, that makes sense. Um, before Stallone rewrote it, but um, yes, yeah, so that was directly after this. Oh, no, t- I'm sorry. He worked. He worked on Rambo, and he did early drafts, and uh, and then Stallone did the final draft of that, and then he did Aliens. Oh okay. Uh, but he he um he started writing Aliens back in '83, um, before Terminator was out. Oh, okay. So his initial treatments were back then. But yeah, he was, he was very interested in exploring um, Vietnam. Yeah. Um, Ziggy, did you end up watching Near Dark? No. Okay. So interesting thing about that was um, Catherine Bigelow and uh, James Cameron were dating at the time. Okay. And when she was, um, when she was picked to direct Near Dark, a vampire movie, mm-hmm. uh I guess James Cameron was like, hey, my cast, you met them, they're great, right? You <laughs> should just use them. Oh, that's so awesome. three out of the four main <laughs> Marines ended up in Near Dark. That's cool. And what's interesting is, and, and you know, this doesn't really mean much, but it, it is very interesting how sometimes you'll see the way ethnicity is cast in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lieutenant, or um, Private Vasquez, the badass Hispanic woman, yeah, she's no. also a lesbian. I'm sorry, all women in space, I guess, are just lesbians. <laughs> lesbians in space! I guess. I don't know, um, but... But uh, Private Vasquez, uh, not Hispanic whatsoever. <laughs> really? No, that's Jeanette Goldstein. <laughs> I guess she passes well. <laughs> she she does, because you never think twice about it when you're watching this, well, even well, now, she right? she also played the trope very well. Oh, she did. Like, it was very... Yeah. very uh, it was really on the nose, but in, like, a believable way. Because it was an 80s movie. I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. Well, especially the, the, the bullshit uh, machismo of the military people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Um, there was a scene... I, I loved her. I thought she was great <laughs> for no reason in particular. But then there was a scene where she was walking around with this like big ass gun that made no sense, mm-hmm. like logistically. And I was like, that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I thought that was hilarious. Um, uh, she dies. I don't think I saw her die. Oh yeah, she does. I just yeah, started, she... I just like looked back up or something and it was just like the three of them left. And yeah, I was she like, goes oh. out with Gorman. Okay. 
Yeah, um, they uh, blow each other up in a tunnel. Oh the yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep. They gotta they gotta do the heroic thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Jolien, do you want to tell her about the uh, the device for carrying the gun? Do you know about this? It's like a, it's a steady cam holder. Yeah. Harness, yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> they figured it out during <laughs> filming. It's like, oh, this thing's really heavy and cumbersome. What can we use? To... That's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Steady no, that's cool, though. I think my favorite thing about Alien and this one is that, like, I really like how they do the sets. Like, the, um, I guess not the, like, regular spaceship stuff, but when it's, like, alien, you know, time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And all the walls look that, like, kind of mechanical, organic matter business where you can't, you know, how the aliens will come out of the wall and all of a sudden it's, it's an alien. Oh, my God, yeah. but it could just be the wall. Like, I love how that looks. Um, and when everything, because in this one, the world that they're in is already, like, all destroyed. I thought it looked really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I like, you know, the the different weapons that they use. Um, because they're, like, recognizable as real-world weapons, but also amped up to ginormous sizes, I guess, because yeah. aliens. Um, but, yeah, I love all that stuff for these movies. Yeah, like, the, the total budget for this movie was $18 million. Mm. Really? One eight. Mm-hmm. And the budget uh, the production design had was $1.7 million. Wow. So they were, like, having to be really creative. Yeah. So, like, uh, if you look at the sets, uh, I noticed how many of, of the bigger views were matte paintings. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And uh, they, they're also cannibalizing stuff from, like, airports and things like that. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, the... Um, Armored personnel carrier is a is a you know loader from a yes from a throw. I think I liked that about it because it made it very relatable. Um, I don't know. I was like really into this movie. I'm always really into these movies, which is interesting because I'm not a sci-fi person. But watching these, I'm always like in it. Um, yeah, and a lot of well, the, uh, the me- mechanical bits in the background and the in the the uh, marines spaceship are like helicopter engines, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, they they used mirrors to multiply the number of sleep pods they were because nice. they couldn't afford to build more than a couple. <laughs> <laughs> That's always smart. Yeah, it's really smart. It, yeah, a lot, lot of the team working, because it was filmed in England, filmed at Pinewood mostly, uh, were like veterans of the James Bond series. So they, they knew how to stretch a pound. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I thought there were a lot of things that really like put me into the movie. There were some things that really took me out of it. Uh, the little creature running around in the like... Wherever they were sleeping was absolutely comparable to the Chucky feet. (laughs) (laughs) So adorable is what you're saying? It was just ridiculous because I I was just, it looked like like a Muppet on a string. And Mm. I I don't know, I just thought it was so funny. Yeah. And it's because they're terrified too and the glass is like soundproof or something and the guy turns off the camera and it's like, no, my God. And then you just see it like scurry in the background. I was like, that's, that's hilarious. I was like, I'm really sorry. That's funny. That's very funny. I find that always. I always find that really creepy and scary. Oh, it's like a really big rat muppet. I don't know. I just thought it was really funny. <laughs> yeah, and then it would like come off like the ceiling and stuff. And I think like maybe it's just that I was trying to figure out how they did it. If they just like threw it or it was on a string. Oh, they, they built like um, five different like face hugger models. So some sometimes it yeah it was like a, a puppet work with 
wires and so on and, and had different like magnetic ones that could cling to the walls mm-hmm. and come off i really love the design articulations. of the like little monster and i guess of the larger alien creatures too but i really love the small ones was that like original for from these movies or was that kind of from something else do y'all know you mean the face i go or the yeah yeah that the, was, like, that was bony, the, the like bony hand looking yeah mm-hmm. those are fantastic and I'm I'm okay with the larger alien design. It gets a lot more like, it, it gets less bony, you know. I guess because it's grown, it's yeah. more fluid, and I kind of like, eh, it's less scary now. It's just a big lizard. Um, but yeah, I really love the the face hugger one. Yeah. And I wasn't sure if that came from something else. Yeah, the the first one, the the main designer on that was a Swiss artist named H.R. Giger, who's really into these what he called biomechanical mm-hmm. life forms, and he's really crossing like uh, machines and people yeah, yeah especially genitalia yeah mm-hmm. and, no uh, i think it's great i love yeah. that creature it's scary as shit and i think it's just because it's like it's really foreign you know mm-hmm. yeah it like it's very alien. like you look at it and you know that it's an organic thing but it's so not normal yeah no i really loved that the the big old monster was cool was cool do we want to talk about the big old the monster queen. the queen yes she, yeah my lady um <laughs> i went to what was it called the the place where they had all the monster props that was downtown for a really long time oh yeah um, uh, distortions yeah. monster Un- unlimited yes. yes i went to that and they had the big old i don't know if it was the one or at to scale but it was huge um and they had one of those and my friend and i took photos with it which is funny because we hadn't seen this movie yet and she's not in the first one um i don't believe no 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 um she was incredibly mobile for being that huge yeah because doesn't she chase the main characters for a little bit yeah they, they had to build um they had like two full-size ones and there'd be two people inside it back to back operating like a horse costume? some of the arms that they'd be basically lying back to back and um and then they had operators on the extra legs yeah. and then they had like these puppets that were, that were just puppets and then they had miniature puppets for some yeah. scenes i thought i thought it was pretty cool yeah, I, you got the oscar for that stan winston mm-hmm. i'm thinking about what you said about the like motherhood theme i guess for ripley and i just i don't know i didn't really read it that way because when i understand like she's the like queen monster and has all, all these babies and you see her with all the eggs it's really obvious i guess i just like noticed and then i was like meh but <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know, for me, when they're, like, backing, when, when she's, like, backing away with the kid and they have this, like, moment of understanding for a second, I took it more as, like, you're both just species trying to survive. I wasn't like, oh, my God, two mothers trying to protect their kids because, like, they're both just trying to live, you know? And that was, mm-hmm. like, how I understood it because yeah, Ripley's whole thing thus far, if you don't know the backstory, it's just that she's been trying to survive, not that she's, you know, first and foremost a mother. Um, that's kind of secondary, I guess. Um, but the eggs, I immediately thought of Wreck-It Ralph, but that's because I hadn't seen this movie first and didn't know what they were making fun of or, oh, like, referencing. That's... So I was just like, haha, Disney movie. That's um, funny. Yeah. I wonder how many kids uh, have watched all of those, like, Pixar you know, features and mm-hmm. everything where they use lines to kind of wink at the adults, like, say hello to my little friend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then those kids grow up and see Scarface and go, hey, yeah. wait a minute. No, it was just interesting because, like, a lot of things, like, the 
the um, with the people are like cocooned on the wall, which is really cool, by the way. I really love how they like. It looked good. I, yeah, it looked so good, but it's in Stranger Things, right? Oh, and yeah. I was like, oh shit! Like there were a lot of connections I made, and I felt a little late. Like there's a lot of them where I was like, I feel a little stupid now. <laughs> <laughs> You've been just, had. I know. I was like, they got me. Um, hoodwinked again. Mm-hmm. No, but I don't know. I liked making those little connections. It was fun. Oh, it's great. You know, you, you can even go further back and film and find things that stuff you think is original, really, truly original. It's like, oh, wait, it derived that from Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This one <laughs> might not have been on purpose, but, the okay, I did not like this scene at all. They had the thing laying the eggs in mm-hmm. Aliens. Gross, get it out of here. But it reminded <laughs> me of the Slurm Factory episode of Futurama. Oh, totally. And I wasn't sure if that was intentional or I just don't like seeing giant you know, you laying don't, things. Yeah, you don't, you don't want, want, want to see that gooey butt thing. No, and it was, it was weird, too, because it was an entirely different, like, color and, like, texture than the rest of the monsters. I was like, where is this coming from? It's gross. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but that was a... Uh, uh, so, Inventor, the, uh, James Cameron came out with the queen for this film. Right. But in Alien, uh, she wasn't part of the life cycle. Uh, the They... What happened was the uh, the people would be infected and they turn into As like eggs. A parasite thing. And, yeah. Instead uh, of a. So that, yeah, the um, uh, what's the name of the captain? Dallas. Dallas. Yeah, he. They'd actually turn him turn to eggs, but then they they cut those bits. Yeah. I think I like the parasite aspect more than the giant mother, but I don't know that, that you can't. Like, look at the giant alien and be like, she shouldn't be here. Like, she's cool. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, they needed something to ramp it up. Right. I 100% thought that one of the main characters would have been infected. As soon as that kid came into play, I was like, she's going to be a host. That's what I thought. And they didn't do that, which I'm like, okay, fine, whatever, kid lives. Also, that kid had an annoying-ass scream. It was the same pitch every time. (laughs) So annoying. Yeah, switch it up, kid. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I thought that the kid was going to get infected. Because wouldn't that just be, like, icing on the cake for Ripley? She'll have this, like, kid that you've saved, more or less. Like, she's survived They'd probably do that now, wouldn't they? I don't think they'd do it in the 80s, but they, yeah, they do that now. I'd do it in a heartbeat. They, uh... They definitely didn't win a lot of fans killing those characters off in Alien. Cute. Oh, right, yeah. Oh, no kidding. Well, um, so when you're like... This is where I was a little confused. In Alien, one of the crewmates is infected and then is torn apart at the dinner table, yeah? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But in Aliens, all of them were like lined on the wall in cocoons, like yeah. dead, more or less. Whereas we're... Were the aliens, like, preserving them to, like, use them <laughs> yeah, they're just over using and over them again? Yeah. Okay, I wasn't sure, because I thought that it was, like, suggesting that, like, there was some, like, paralysis aspect <coughs> to what was, what the, the like, infection alien host thing was happening. Because then I was like, oh, well, they couldn't do the kid, because they'd know right away. Yeah. Um, but I no, guess they were just farming them, like, in the Matrix or something. Yeah, that, uh, the guy in the first one, uh... He moves around and whatnot, mm-hmm. so he's, he's not like a paralyzed. little sick, but he's fine. Yeah. And then when that guy got the concussion, I was like, "Oh shit!" And the aliens, I was like, "He's gonna be hosting too." Yeah. But I, I thought that. <laughs> I thought <me>. you're good. <laughs> no, but I, I, I was confused because I thought that this movie was suggesting that there was a like, you know, coma situation. 
No, I think they just glue you to the wall. And you <laughs> okay. kind of live in this goo stuck to the yeah, wall. You're inspired they... by this particular insect, and, aren't they? Yeah. There's an actual insect, insect that paralyzes. A spider. Yeah. And, uh, a tarantula wasp, and it lays eggs in it, and then they eat their way out. Mm. As the oh. spider's still alive but paralyzed. <laughs> it's, uh... <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, it's kind of awful. Um, so in, in terms of like uh, horror movie aspects, did any of it scare you? Um, I just really liked it. I don't know. It wasn't scary, though. And I think also, like, I think part of the making it scary, they, they made the aliens smarter, which was fine, except one of the, one of the aliens used an elevator, mm-hmm. which was ridiculous. <laughs> I was like, it's an, ele- it's an elevator shaft. Just climb up it. That's a lot scarier. And we hear it instead of it being like, ding, on each floor. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I thought that that was ridiculous. <laughs> um, and then when they're crawling around in, like, the the ceiling, mm-hmm. um, it looked stupid. No, no offense, aliens, but it looked a little <laughs> stupid. And they were like, I don't know. I, I, I felt like in trying to make the aliens smarter and... It just made it kind of dumb. And I also didn't understand how the aliens knew where they were. Was it a heat signature thing? Yeah, they Was don't ever explain thing? quite how the aliens know Pheromones. where you are. Yeah, they can sniff uh, them out. And then how that girl survived if the aliens are so good at finding you. Um, I don't think it scared me. I, I was scared by a lot of the ideas. Like when they showed all the fucking eggs. Or when they showed on the little when they were tracking how many aliens were coming at them. Yeah. I was like, the sheer number of aliens is terrifying. Um, I love that face creature when it gets stuck on you. That's scary as shit. Oh, the face hugger? Yeah. That's oh, yeah. scary, and it's got the tail that's like, whoop <laughs> Nuh-uh. That thing is scary. You know they make a ski mask, kind of a crochet thing? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> there was a phone case I was going to get that was like that, with like a bunch of like candy and bows, and it was like a pattern. It was all sparkly. I thought that was super cute. That's really <laughs> funny. Um, no, but I love, I think the scariest thing for me is the parasite aspect, because that is terrifying. I don't like that. And I don't like that, like, in the first one, you know, they didn't know. And then in the second one, she knew, but nobody believed her. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh man, they're going to get infected and it's going to be like one of them. And then the kid showed up and I was like, oh man. (laughs) (laughs) And they didn't really do that. And it became a very like us versus them situation instead of a like parasite unknown threat thing so it didn't really scare me but i enjoyed it a lot right good i know some um, the uh influence of uh, the slasher movie on mainstream films is you know it's really cemented in this i think oh yeah um you have the idea of a uh, of a monster that is really hard to kill and um uh, there's there's the multiple endings you know Think it's dead? No, it's not. Yeah, there are um, a lot of endings in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Now, Julian, we, earlier I, I asked uh, Ziggy and Will both what their first uh, first viewing of this was. How about you? Did you get to see this when it was new? No, I was too young to see it. Oh yeah. Films, but um, yeah, I saw it on video. Okay. And were you? You had already seen Alien. Uh-huh. So, how did you feel about this one as a sequel, since it was definitely a different pace, a different mood? 
Did it? Yeah, well, it's definitely a great adrenaline movie. It's totally an action movie. You know, it's sci-fi, but it's action more than anything. I also find it more scary. Like the, the first one, I, I I find myself appreciating the production design and right. I always the other way around, even though the right. stakes are higher in this one, technically. Yeah, curiously, I find now I find Alien more scary. I've come back around and appreciate it more, but <clears throat> yeah. I think, okay, this is going to get, like, real meta, too, but, like, with, like, COVID and everything, that, like, unseen threat and the, like, mm-hmm. virus parasite thing has gotten a lot scarier, at least for me. Right. So, like, re-watching movies that are, you know, action central versus this, like... I don't know, it comes up a lot in Doctor Who. I've been watching Doctor Who with my sister, mm-hmm. and the episodes that are, like, this, like, unseen threat in the shadows thing are terrifying to me mm-hmm. in, like, a campy way. But, like, ones that are, like, oh. a guy with a gun, it's like, oh, okay. Well, maybe because it's one of those things, like, when you're a kid, you don't... Uh, the idea of death is different, so that changes. Yeah. And, um, and also the idea of the reproductive cycle being subverted... Um, is not so scary when you're a kid and you mm-hmm. haven't you're not at the breeding age <laughs> of most <laughs> people um, yeah you're not a breeder yet yeah <laughs> so uh all in all though uh i have to ask uh it's it's at that point in the episode do you recommend it will no no hate stay this away one? hate this movie <laughs> i certainly didn't watch it a hundred million times growing up you see i didn't know that when i picked this one but i gotta say you fine. picked this one on random really you're I at did. work I, and you're like aliens Let's yeah aliens too yep <laughs> um it's funny because like i've picked a lot of stuff you've hated yeah <laughs> not knowing you would hate it not knowing i think i'm stealing that title though <laughs> <laughs> right uh no, I've, I've picked a lot of stuff that uh, I didn't know what it was going to be like, but it was, like, recommended or it was highly regarded, and it turned out, mm, at least Will hated it. <laughs> Not always true that we all hated it, but... Uh, so this one, uh, it's it's a big part of your childhood. Yep. <laughs> Many years. Alien, Aliens, Robocop, The Fly. Oh, yeah. All of this. And that... And that okay, I was going to ask you next, Ziggy, but... Um, have you watched very many Cronenberg films? I don't think so. Oh, Enough that I don't really know what that means. Okay. Um, well, David. You have to watch The Fly. Yeah. I yeah. think I've seen parts of The Fly. But okay. not in... It, okay, what makes me say that is I think that it's been cameoed in other movies. Yeah. And I'll see the cameo and be like, I've seen that before. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I have. I need to, though. I was, um, I was looking for something to watch, and I noticed that, like, a bunch of, like, The Fly-era movies... Mm-hmm. We're on a streaming platform, and I was like, oh, I, I'm going to pick a night and just watch a bunch of these. A bunch of French ones, too, that you've recommended. I think French and other things that I don't speak. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm, yeah, I'm going to take a couple nights to educate myself with movies I don't normally watch. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, as far as the, the gooey stuff and the uh, body horror stuff, uh, yeah, David Cronenberg is, okay. is the, the master. <laughs> okay. As a director, he will give you things that, yeah, I don't know if it's going to be the gooey butt pooping eggs out, but... <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> a lot of the effects in this movie I did like, though. Just not that one. That was gross. Yeah. We'll start you off on something a little easier, <laughs> like Videodrome. Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah, that's easier. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, James James Woods with the thing in his abdomen. Yeah. Don't, don't listen to him. Yeah, don't, okay. don't listen to a word I say. Make like our audience and don't listen to me. <laughs> so you recommend this one, Ziggy? Yeah, I do. Only if you've seen the first one, though, because it makes 
it makes it a lot more entertaining, I think. I think you could watch this one just, Stand you know, alone. It could. Yeah, you yeah. could. But I feel like the, the, the character, everybody loves her. Everybody loves her. Oh, yeah. Rip, Ripley is she's, great. I, I, she's really, she's, she does drama well, and it's compelling, and it, to me, made a lot more sense, and I was a lot more connected to the story because of the first one. Good. Um, yeah, I can see that. And also, I watched the first one in a film studies class, and we, like, talked about it for a while. It was really good. So I think everybody should watch the first one. But Absolutely. Yes, I'd suggest this. Jolien, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm with you. It, yeah, well, that's unanimous. We all say this is this is a great movie. Horror fans are going to dig it. Action movie people will dig it without necessarily also being a horror fan. And that's good. So, um, People who like family drama? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, the colonists. There's little family <laughs> the drama. The colonists. A little, a little family <laughs> drama at the beginning. I thought you meant colonists would love it. I was like, oh, oh no. God. <laughs> no, no. I meant the, well, you watched, yes, yes. You, you watched the shorter version. You didn't get to really yeah. get to know the colonists. That's okay. Okay. I bet they were boring anyway. Good, good one to watch at Easter. They died oh, anyway. Absolutely. Yeah. You got the eggs? Absolutely. Um, anything else before we get out of here? No, I don't think so. Well, listeners, thank you for listening. They come out at night, mostly. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Game over, man. <laughs>